Hey, good morning, East Ridge. Glad you're here, and I'm glad to be back. Took a week off. Hunter spoke last week and just did a phenomenal job, and I'm always uh, super pleased. Uh, we got a lot of great speakers here, Hunter, Cam, Stephanie. They do a great job every time, and, uh, you know, I just say this. I, I like to bring this up, that when someone speaks other than me or even me, uh, we all speak under the authority of our elders. We have elders that oversee the church. It's, it's not somebody randomly coming up here. So anyway, just a great job. Glad you're here. We're in this series called uh, Questions Jesus Asked, where we talked about that Jesus was not just a masterful storyteller, that he asked really probing, direct, uh, life-changing just world-stopping questions. He would ask these questions, and it would literally stop people in their tracks. And some of the questions were in your face. Some of them were, uh, it seemed uh, a little bit uh, like, why would he ask that? Uh, but today, is, is you know, I, I've, I've learned some stuff, which is always good. Uh, today, the question is, uh, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? And that, that's the question for today, and I'm going to get to it in just a second. Usually at this point, if you're a guest, usually I tell a story about where, I, where I've struggled with this, where I've struggled, where I've messed up, um, and, and I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to tell a story about one of our staff. I'm actually calling some people out today uh, that struggle with this area. Uh, Stephanie told me this story, and this is about Stephanie because y'all think she's so great. She's not. And uh, <clears throat> uh, she told me this story. She gave me permission to share this, so anybody thinks I'm throwing her under the bus. I'm not too much, but anyway. So the story where she was in this cantata at a church, and the cantata is like the thing you do at churches used to do. It's at Christmas where everybody sings and everything like that. It's really a, a big production cantata. She's in this cantata, and she was going to dress rehearsal, and she was going to dress rehearsal of this cantata, and she felt the Lord speak to her. Now, uh, this is going to, if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, this is going to sound a little weird, but this is how this works, that when you accept Christ, when you, when you say you're going to follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. I talk about this all the time because I feel like we need to constantly bring us up. The Holy Spirit comes inside of you. When you accept Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you, and He is your guide. Yeah, you heard me say this. He is like your personal trainer. He's your personal trainer to make you spiritually and physically and emotionally fit to help you be better than what you can be by yourself, to help you in your life, but more than just your life, to help you in kingdom life. And so she said she was going to this cantata. She had to be there for dress rehearsal, and she felt the Lord speak to her. To, she needed to stop at this couple's house because they were struggling in their marriage and they needed prayer. But she didn't do it. She said, I'm in the cantata. I got to be at dress rehearsal. She didn't do it. She said, I'm in the first scene. I don't have time to do this. Even though she felt like the Lord had told her. Have you ever felt the Lord do that to you? Anybody ever felt the Lord speak to you? Please help me. Somebody, one person, please. I mean, we're not wasting our time here. You know, that never comes at an opportune time, does it? The Lord never asks you to do something when you don't have anything on your plate. He doesn't wait. Let me wait till Gary doesn't have anything going on. Then I'm going to get him to do something. No, it's always in the midst of, man, we've got a lot going on. And the Lord says, hey, do this. This is what happened. Well, anyway, so she didn't do it. And so she goes to the cantata practice and she's there. And there's another woman who's in the first scene of the cantata who has to be there at dress rehearsal the same time. And she doesn't show up. She shows up 40 minutes late. And she walks in and says, sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm late. She said, the Lord spoke to me about going and praying for this couple in the church that I know has been struggling. And Stephanie said it was like somebody just was punching her in the stomach. Because you, we all have these times where the Lord is speaking to us, 
But a lot of times we just don't do what he says. And that's the background of this question. Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the scripture to you, and then we're going to talk about it. So let's read the scripture. Jesus says, and he, Jesus is closing out a long series of teaching. He says, why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it, then obeys it, then does what I say. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise, he doesn't say if, he says when the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. Now, we would think that was weird. When the flood waters sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. So Jesus tells us this story. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And what do I say? And then he gives us this picture that when you do what he says, you're building a house on a foundation. When you don't do what he says, then you're building it without a foundation. And, it, and so here's the point of the day's message. So I'm, I'm going to give you the point and I pray and then you can leave. All right, everybody got it? You're right. Praise God I was here today. Anyway, here it is. A life built on obedience to God is blessed by God. A life built on obedience to God is blessed by God. Listen, two plus two equals what? Four. All right, I got three people that they get past second grade. Okay, great, all right. Two plus two equals four. Two plus two equals, listen, God plus obedience equals blessing. A life built on obedience to God is blessed by God. Now, the word blessed, it, it, Jesus, it, it, he's wrapping up his teaching. At the front part of his teaching, he talks about blessed. And I'm going to use to put this word uh, blessed up on the screen, the word blessed. And you can look these scriptures up. But every one of those scriptures, Matthew 5, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, he uses the word blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. And we use this word all the time. And then in Luke, he says, Luke 6, 20, 21, 22, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. Meaning that you do what I say, you're going to be blessed. Now, here's the funny thing about blessed. I, I went to the quick stop this morning to get me something to drink. And lo and behold, there's a truck in the parking lot. What's in the back window? What word? Blessed. blessed. We love that word, don't we? Blessed. How are you doing today? Blessed. Blessed. We got t-shirts. Blessed. I know some of you are going, I would never wear that. Well, maybe that's why you're not blessed. Anyway, so anyway. <laughs> I don't Jesus uses the word blessed. When I talk about a life being obedient, built on obedience, is blessed by God. The word blessed is the word makarios in the Greek. And the word does not mean circumstantial happiness, meaning like if I get a new car, then I'm blessed. Which it is partly that, I get that. But it's not circumstantial happiness. When, when everything's going my way, then I'm blessed. That's not what it means. The word actually means contentment beyond care. We just sang that song about firm foundation talking about storms will come. I'm glad I've got you. It really means that storms will come, that they will blow, but there is a foundation in which you will be blessed that God plus obedience always equals blessed. Always equals blessed. Well, how does that work? How does that work? If all this is true and I've given you this, how does that work? 
I'm going to run through some scriptures so you're not thinking I make this, made this up. And I want to talk about obedience today. Obedience is more than agreement. It's action. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Let's say you got kids. Say you got kids. And you say, all right, I've done this before. We're going to clean our room. You ever, you ever done that, said that to your kid? Hey, it's, you walk in and you're like, there are times where I couldn't even go upstairs. You know what I mean? I was just like, this is just going to be a disaster up there. I love my kids, but anyway. And come in and look, hey, we're going to clean our room. Anybody ever had that conversation? Okay, great. We're going to clean the room. We're going to clean the room. And maybe you said it to your spouse. Maybe you said it to your husband. Hey, you're going to clean the room. Anyway, so. And you said to your kid, hey, clean your room. Pick up your toys. And your kid looks at it and he goes, I believe that's a great idea. I'm a big believer in clean rooms. I believed it my whole life, Dad. I, I, I've, I've built my life on this belief of clean rooms. You walk out and you're thinking, okay, great. You come back three hours later, the room's trashed. All right, let's think about this. Let's say you're married. Let's say you're married. And you, you make this agreement with each other that you're, you're not going to spend anything, we're, that we're going to live on this budget. And let's just pick on the guy. The guy says, looks at his wife says, I'm a big believer in budgets. I built my life on budgets. Budgets have served me well. Next week, he comes home with a new fishing pole, a new four-wheeler. You're like, what happened? I thought we, I thought we agreed on this. Let's say you're single. I'll take it a little bit deeper. Say you're single. You make this agreement that we're not going to sleep with anybody. That we're going to remain pure. And I'll pick on the girl this time since I picked on the guy last time, just to make it fair. The girl says, I'm a big believer in purity. I built my life on purity. Purity has served me well. And then she goes out and she sleeps with 10 people. See, we all have this, this tension of when we come to church that believing is the same thing as obedience. And it's not. Do you see the difference? That believing is one thing, and you need to believe, but it's not the same thing as obedience. That it, it, you have to have belief before you obey, but it, it's not the same thing. As a matter of fact, you only really believe what you do. You only really believe what you do. Like, I'll, I'll give you some, some, some examples here. Like, let's just say, and you, you don't have to raise your hands. Let's just say I asked you a question. How many of you believe in prayer? Don't raise your hand because it's church. You would have to raise your hand. Okay, anyway, if not. All right, so you raise your hand, believe in prayer. But do you pray? Or do you just believe in the belief of prayer? Or let me, let me th th throw this out. Or what about forgiveness? That, that, that how many believe that forgiveness is best? That it's, it's best that, that forgiveness frees you? That forgiveness, uh, uh, that unforgiveness is, is that, uh, a chain, a ball and chain around your life? You've heard this. I believe this. But do you forgive? Like this is where it gets really hard. It's easy to believe in these concepts. Like I believe in these concepts. I, I believe, or that I believe that I ought to be a servant. That, you know, Gary talks about being a servant. The, the Cam talked about, you know, hey, serving, uh, trunk or treat, and everything like that. And and you know, I believe I'm agreement. I'm in agreement with this. But being in agreement is not obedience. It's not. It's not obedience. It's a good step. It's a good thought, but it's not great. Or, or let's just, I'll, I'll throw out some, one that nobody wants to hear about. Let's talk about giving. Everybody loves that part. Let's talk about giving. Everybody, hey, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Gary. So anyway, 
How many of you believe that your life is better with 90% of your money, of your, you get to keep 90% and you give 10% to the church? Because that's, that's, that's kind of what we, we talk about. That was the standard in the Old Testament. Now I know you're saying, I don't believe that at all. I, I never heard of it. But anyway, that is, that is kind of what we talk about being generous. How many believe that your life is better with you being generous, giving some of your money away, than keeping it all for yourself? Now, here's the funny part. I had this conversation. I used to be scared about, to talk about giving. I used to be scared, uh, really intimidated, didn't really want to say anything. about. I didn't want to offend anybody. Now I talk about it freely because I believe in it. But I was talking to a guy years ago, this was probably 15 or 20 years ago, when I was still scared about talking about it. And we were talking about tithing. We, the funniest part, we were, we were talking about, and he brought it up. He brought it up to me. We, we, had, we had been hunting. He brought it up to me as a guy from the church, a guy, guy, guy from the, the other campus, because we only had one campus in. And he brought it up, and he said something about tithing. And I said, so you believe that God blesses you if you, if you tithe, you give away 10% of your money? And he said, yeah, I believe that. And I said, well, do you do that? He said, no, I don't do that. <laughs> and I didn't, I should have pressed in. The, lot, the Lord teed one up for me. I just, I, I didn't know what to say. I said, okay, let's go hunting. All right, so great. <laughs> and so my point is this. A lot of times we just simply believe in the belief of things. Or we just simply believe in the concept of things. But the truth of whether we really believe them or not is whether we do them. I'm just telling you, that's the way it is. And, and, and this is true for me. It's true for you. It, it, it is true for all of us. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through some scriptures, and I'm going to tell you just a story about me. But let's run through some scriptures so you see that I'm not making this up. If you partly obey the Lord, or sometimes when it's convenient, you obey the Lord, and you, you know, randomly keep His commandments... It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. And look, the whole, the whole part about this is that God wants to bless your life. He wants to bless your life. But blessing is found in obedience. It's not found in... I'm just going to share this with you, okay? This is going to be... You're going to either think this is brilliant or great, or you're going to walk out of here going, I'm never going back. But I'm, I'm going to do it. Listen, some of you want God to bless you financially. He's never going to bless you financially because you don't give anything to Him. I'm just telling you, you might as well just take that prayer and throw it out the window. He blesses those that trust him with their resources. Is everybody with me on this? Whether you, some of you go, I believe it. No, no, you're not in agreement. No, I'm talking about with me. Or the whole concept of being a servant, that you want God to bless you and give you uh, uh, success in your business. Or like Let me just share something. You may get it on your own, but he's not going to do it. He gives that to people that serve him. Is everybody with me on this? Jesus is asking you, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? Because listen, if you're, if you're not doing what he says, then he's not the Lord. You are. He's calling us to something different where he's the Lord. When you accepted Jesus Christ, you made this agreement. He would save you, and you would make him the Lord of your life. That's how it works. And look, I know you're going, man, that's, that's heavy. But let me tell you something. That's the best deal you'll ever get the rest of your life. The greatest deal you'll ever get is that one right there. That Jesus Christ would save you, and he would save me, and I'll follow him. So the scripture right there says, If we fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully keep all his commandments that I'm giving you today, the Lord, your God, will set you high above the nations of the world. He's talking to people of Israel. Then listen to this next verse. You will experience all these, what's that word? Blessings. Blessings. 
You want blessings? It comes from obedience. It's not some random, hey, I'm rolling the dice, mojo thing that you got lucky. No, 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 it's not how it works. It comes from obedience. If you obey the Lord your God. Let's get the next one. Study this book of instruction. We've been, we've been, we've been pounding and saying, read God's word, read God's word, read, God's, read his word. We've got reading plans. We've got a thing on Tuesday night where you can read through YouTube. You go to our, our, our webpage, look at all that, where you study the word of God. That way you'll know what to do. The scripture says, uh, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what, it's, that's what the word of God is. That's why we want you to read it. Read God's word. Look, I ask you to read it. You shouldn't even agree with what I'm saying here today unless you check all this out on your own. He says, meditate it on it day and night so that you be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. That it comes from doing the word of God. That you, the life that you want is found in obedience. Same for me. Let's look at the next one. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. Look, and here's what I'm going to tell you. You can come week after week after week, hear sermon after sermon, people who are way better preachers than me. But it's not going to matter a hill of beans unless you're doing what it says. Years ago, I'm looking at my time. Years ago, um, somebody hit Leslie and I's car. They hit it. There was no outside damage. But it messed up something in the front end. You couldn't see it. It's on the inside. Anyway, so I took the car to the Honda dealer. That's where we bought it. I had a friend that worked at the Honda dealership. A guy I went to college with. Went to Christian college with. Anyway, I said, this thing's not running right and everything like that. And he asked me this question. He said, did somebody hit this? And in that moment, I said no. I didn't know what was wrong with it. Now, we didn't have very much money. I was a youth minister. I've told you before, youth ministers don't make any money. Not much. So we set up a time for the, to get it repaired. I had to bring it back in like a week later. So I'm taking the car in. And the Holy Spirit, like I talked about the Holy Spirit being inside of you. The Holy Spirit has me in the headlock, y'all. I'm serious. It has me in the headlock. Like I am miserable, almost sick to my stomach because I am going to lose my integrity over a car repair. So I take the car And in that moment, I can't go through with it. And I shatter any integrity that this friend of mine has in me. And I said, look, man, I lied to you. Somebody hit her car. Look, he didn't know what to say. Look, he was so disappointed. But in the midst of his disappointment, listen to me, I was relieved. You know why? Because I didn't sell my integrity out that day. I did what the Lord said. I didn't cheat somebody. So we can talk about tithing and giving and praying, but you know as well as I, there are times in our lives we just simply want to cut corners. 
We want, it, we, want it, we want to disobey God and hope that he blesses us and we're going to get out and come out and clean on the other side. And here's, here's why I tell you this story, because I, I want you to look at this next point right here. Think eternally. Don't think about the moment. Don't think about the moment. Because what happens with the obedience is we don't feel like anything's happening. We just, we just don't feel like anything's happening. Like I'm doing this and nothing's happening. Or I'm doing this and God's really not going to take it. I'm doing this and the winds are blowing. The storms are coming. And man, God doesn't care. And I'm trying to follow him. And like I'll start wanting to take shortcuts. In 1903, the Wright brothers flew their first plane. Anybody ever been to Kitty Hawk? You ever been there? I'm serious. Raise your hand. You ever been there? It's really disappointing, isn't it? I'm serious. Like you're, I tell you, I've been there. I grew up right near there. I've been there. Does anybody know how long the first flight was? It was 120 feet, y'all. It wasn't even 50 yards. It was really disappointing. They had it marked off. I was like, that's it? That was it? That, I can almost jump that far. That was in 1903. In 1920, 17 years later, the United States started their first commercial air service. They were flying all over the country. Now, that's kind of scary, isn't it? 17 years? They went 120 feet to fly to New York, L.A. That's what it is with obedience. You've got to think long you got to think long. Now, look, I'm not saying that God won't bless you in the short. There's certainly been times where I obeyed and immediately God blessed me in certain ways and areas and things happened. But most of the time, it's built on overtime. Boom, 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 boom. And it equals blessing. That thinking long, thinking hard. And so I'm going I'm to share this scripture with you. It's talking about just thinking eternal. Because what's going to happen is you're going to walk out of here and you, maybe you, today you say, hey, I'm going to start praying. And you start praying. Nothing's happening. Think eternal. Think long. Or you're going to start serving. Man, nothing's happening. I'm serving. Nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. Think long. Think long. Think eternal. Or I'm starting to give. I'm starting to give. And man, the bills are piling up. Or, or my car repaired. Gary just talked about my dishwasher broke. I don't know how I'm going to take care of it. Look, look. Think long. Think long. Think eternal. Think long. Because if not, you're going to want to take shortcuts. So look at the scripture right here. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed. When God called him to leave home and go to another land. If you know the story, God says, hey, Abraham, pack it up. I'll tell you where you're going when you get there. Now, that takes some faith right there. And God would give him his, his, his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land that God promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner, living in tents. That even though when he got there, he didn't get everything. It was like he was, he was, he was doing it, guys, but nothing. He was still living in a tent. And so did his son Isaac. And so did Jacob, that you think that God's, God is slow and he, he wasn't taking care of him, who inherited the same promise. But listen to this. Abraham was const, confidently looking forward to a city with an eternal foundation. He was thinking eternal. He was thinking beyond the present. He's saying, I'm going to follow the Lord because he's the Lord. I'm going to do what God says because I trust him. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to obey even when I don't want to. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to sell myself short. I'm not going to cheat, take shortcuts. I'm going to see where God takes me. And I'm going to think eternal with my life. I'm going to build my life and let God build it. So let me ask you a couple questions today. It's a lot to take in. What are you building your life on? 
Because I'm going to share something with you. Storms are going to come. Waves are going to crash. You're going to be tested. There are going to be car repairs. There's going to be moments where you're going to choose poorly. And there's certainly grace. But a life built on obedience to God is always blessed by God. So I'm going to read this scripture to you again. Just make a couple of thoughts, and then Cam's going to come up and have time to decision. So why? Why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord? When you don't do what I say. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me. Think about the positive here. And listens to my teaching. And then follows it. It is like a person building a home, a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. That's the life you're looking for. That's what you want. That's the one that's going to stand the test of time. When the flood waters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey, it's like a person who builds a house without a foundation. When the flood waters sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruin. That's not what you want. That's not the life you want. God plus obedience equals blessing. A life built on obedience to God is blessed by God. That's the life you want. Listen to me, hear me. That's the life that's available today to all of us. No matter what we've done, no matter our past, no matter what's going on, no matter the mistakes you've made or the mistakes I've made, that God is faithful and he offers us a chance to build on him. So how do you respond to today's message? Let me ask you this. What is the one thing God's been telling you to do and you had not want to do it? Maybe start there. Maybe that's where you need to start. Or maybe today you need to make a commitment to the Lord. Just to, you know, I say this, and, and Leslie's even got me this poster one in some office. Maybe you just need to draw a line in the sand. Draw a line in the sand today. I'm going to obey the Lord. I'm going to see where this takes me. I know, I know where this other way takes me. I'm going to see where this takes me. Where's this taking me today? So maybe you need prayer. Maybe you want to repent. Maybe you want to do that in your seat. Maybe you want to do that publicly. Maybe you need Jesus Christ. Maybe you've never placed your faith in Jesus, never understood that He wants to come inside of you to train you, to coach you, to save you. I'm going to pray. We're going to stand and sing. If God's calling you today, then come. Father, we come to you. Thanking you for your word. Lord, just readily admitting today that, man, sometimes we don't want to obey. Sometimes I want to do what I want to do. But Lord, I repent of that today. We repent of that today. Lord, we know that the life that we want is found in you. The blessings of, of life are found in you. 
and doing what you say and following you. And so, Lord, I pray for those here today. I pray that, that I don't want to even say maybe, Lord. I pray that today is the day that they stop living in agreement and start living in obedience. Whatever that means, whatever area of life, Lord, I pray it for me. Lord, I pray for those today that need to make commitments to you. Just as a sign of their obedience. And Lord, most of all, we just thank you for your grace that when we blow it, when we mess up, you're waiting for us. And so, Lord, if that's somebody today, I pray that they know you're waiting for them today. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Would you stand and sing? Would you come if the Lord's calling you?